Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Everybody has to do taxes, and yet not everybody feels comfortable doing them, which doesn't seem right, especially when you consider all the amazing things these same people accomplish every day of their lives. TurboTax believes that with the right tools and encouragement, people can be good at anything, yes, even taxes. And to help people feel more comfortable with the tax process, TurboTax Live gives you personal access to experienced CPAs and EAs who are there for you, even on nights and weekends. And they're happy to go through your return with you line by line to double check that you've done everything right. So you can be sure to get your best possible refund, feel 100% confidence in your taxes. It's TurboTax. All people are tax people. TurboTax believes everyone should feel comfy doing their taxes. And it's all the tools you need to feel confident in this tax process, including that expert level reassurance. TurboTax has experienced CPAs and EAs available to review your return right along with you. These experienced tax pros can review your return line by line and give you approval even before you file. Ensure your taxes are done right and that you get the best possible refund. TurboTax, all people are tax people. Napa know-how. Now at Napa, get a free Chase Elliott racing hat with any $25 purchase. Set of brakes? That'll cover it. New battery? Hat-worthy. Replacing an air filter? Then adding on wiper blades and headlamps just to break $25? Chase approved. So get what you need and a free Chase Elliott hat. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 331 Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. You know, it doesn't buy happiness. <laughs> this is Dan Patrick. Hour two on this Thursday, Dan and the Dan H. Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. Spent a good portion of the first hour talking about chili. Well, at least uh, remnants of chili. The uh, Gold Star Skyline debate in Cincinnati. And does Joe Burrow really want to go to the Cincinnati Bengals? So uh, we discussed that. We talked about uh, Odell Beckham Jr., and uh, the video that went viral, he knew he was on camera. He knew what he was doing. And is there more to it than that? Was he making sort of a political statement there on athletes being paid? He did clear it with the NCAA to give all of the players on the team headphones. And they were valued at around $200, $250. That it was completely legal there. Could you petition, lobby the NCAA to say, I would like to give every player $300 after the game on camera. I don't think the I don't think he asked the NCAA for that, but we did reach out to the NCAA and say, you investigating this? Is this violation? And we were told by the NCAA, ask LSU. Yes, Todd. If I'm the NCAA, if that's brought to my attention, I'm saying, why do you need to do that on camera? You know, do whatever you want to do and wherever the chips may fall as far as what's legal and not legal. But, you know, why do you feel a need that everyone needs to see you hand the money? Do, do your own business off camera, and then we'll deal with it after. Yeah, well, Odell Beckham knows the camera's on him. The camera finds him. He wants, you know, this to be about him. Uh, he was excited for his alma mater, but I don't know if there was a bigger story politically. Maybe. Maybe I'm trying to read something into it that's not there. If you're the NCAA, do you act on this? 
LSU gave you a great season, one of the great seasons. Can you act on it lightly? If you're in the SEC and you're another coach or an assistant coach or a compliance officer at another school, do you then just remind the NCAA that uh, you guys doing anything about that? What are you guys doing about that? But you better be clean in your own program, and maybe that's why <laughs> compliance officers won't be speaking up. Yes, McLovin. Can't they just call them and say, hey, can you just give the money back? We're not going to investigate. We all saw it. It's not, you did a, it's not nefarious because they weren't hiding anything. It was on TV. I, I, mean, would, I would do it because I guess one of the seven or one of the eight players is not decided yet if he's going pro or not. But the other ones, like Joe Burrow said, I'm no longer a student athlete. That was real cash. And he's keeping it. Yeah, Paul. This also isn't real. He didn't really give them money like to keep and take home. This is on TV. It was fun. It's a show. He Wait, you think he got that money back? No, no, I don't. I don't know whether they kept it or not. But again, I think these, they did. These, these young men were put in a weird position that Odell Beckham's in front of them, handing them hundred dollar bills with cameras on them after a, a football game, and they're playing along with the bit, like we play along with a bit on the show. If Odell Beckham came on this show. Let's say he walked in with a ton of Odell Beckham shoes, and he walks around, hey, man, it's great meeting you guys. The Dan X, you're the best. Here, you just get a pair of shoes. You get a pair of shoes. And our corporate office said, you're not allowed to take shoes from athletes. You're not yeah. allowed to get special treatment from Nike or whatever the shoe company is. You violated a, a human resources uh, violation. No, he didn't. We are playing along with a bit on a TV show, which is what these kids were doing. It's not real. And all they got to do is hand the money back to the guy afterwards if they didn't already. But was Todd – Playing a role when he got the athletes to do the bar mitzvah video. Here we go. It all comes back to that. Okay, I'm just curious because that's time. This maybe the second, second time. time. Maybe the second. Odell did it once. Todd did it Our twice. compliance officer told Todd that you can't do that. I like that Todd, like Odell Beckham, told the compliance officer to shut the hell up. Yeah, and and basically did it right there in front of everybody to see. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Todd. Yeah, once in a lifetime thing for your child versus a. No, 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 we don't want to go down this road again. You brought it up. It was a joke. It was a joke. I'm just joking. They could squash us by just saying we paid the money back to Odell. They have a private conversation with Odell. This is what we're going to say, and you pretend that you got the money back, and no one one needs to know whether we gave it back to you or not. We'll just say we gave it back. There's only one player in question, and then you just film it where he – Puts the $100 bill in an envelope and sends it to the Cleveland Browns and care of Odell Beckham Jr., then you're, you're done with that. Take it to the post office. Put it, I mean, you know, if you want to do the whole process here, because if the NCAA is going to investigate, somebody has to help them investigate. Odell Beckham helped them investigate because he did it on video and it's on social media, went viral, all of that stuff. But uh, hopefully it's cleared up and we move on because those kids deserve better than that, where we're talking about this instead of what they accomplished. The Pro Football Hall of Fame named their uh, centennial class yesterday. Fifteen players, contributors named to celebrate the 100-year anniversary of the league. And football seems a little more liberal than other sports when it comes to the Hall of Fame, especially baseball, because every year there's a big class enshrined in Canton. Now, granted, you got 53 players on a roster as opposed to 25 players on a roster for Major League Baseball. Uh, it's nice to recognize them. Players sacrifice a lot for our entertainment, and yes, they get paid, but two notable contributors were inducted, former Commissioner Paul Tagliabue and NFL Films' Steve Sable. Tagliabue was a controversial figure because he ran the league at the beginning of the concussion crisis and pretty much stuck his head in the sand. And no one loved the sport more than Steve Sable and his father did. His images and the words helped make the most popular sport in the country. 
because it used to be baseball is America's pastime. And those videos with those words and that announcer, John Facenda, he, he added poetry ballet to the NFL. He added poetry ballet to violence. And you had, you know, beautiful words that were attached to these, you know, these incredible moments in the sports history. So even if you don't know much about the new Hall of Famers, they earned their recognition for helping shape today's NFL, certainly with the commissioner. You know, I, I always have my questions about, do you put a commissioner in? David Stern, to me, is the greatest commissioner of all time. And that's, that is across all platforms here. Because of what he did, how he did it, when he did it, with who he did it with, and the vision he had with everything. Uh, Pete Rosell was right there with the commissioner because, you know, he saw a bigger picture here as well. And you're looking at TV and what TV meant for football. Uh, global expansion meant for the NBA, to let the players be the stars in the NBA. You know, just because a commissioner grows the sport. I could grow the sport in the NFL. I could go in there and say, NBC, Fox, ESPN, come on in. Tell me what you're going to pay. Okay, a billion, billion and a half, 1.2 billion. I've grown the sport. Okay, I did my job for the day. Yes, Eden. Right, but there's only a very select group of people who can claim that they actually did that, and that's why they get recognized. You know, you can't argue with the numbers that happened while you were in charge. That's undeniable. So that's why you but can always just look credit? back and say, I, I made all this money because that's what happened while I was doing this. But how much credit does he deserve with a sport that continues to rise in revenue that has nothing to do with it? I don't think the commissioner is one of those negotiators as much as there are people behind the scenes who are the negotiators, I think the commissioner is the figurehead. I don't think he's in there going, I'm going to stare you down like he's, you know, some shrewd you know, negotiator. That might be very true. That could be 100% true. But you cannot argue with the fact that this is the money that was made while he was in charge, and I'm going to hang my hat on that. You is, know, Is Gary Bettman a Hall of Famer, the NHL commissioner? Probably the most disliked of yes, all the commissioners. Yes. And, and, you know, God love Gary. He still brings out that Stanley Cup, <laughs> and, and he gets booed. I, now, you know, Roger Goodell gets booed, too. David Stern didn't get booed, and Adam Silver doesn't get booed. But I don't know if <laughs> Gary Bedman, they'd have that ceremony, and they you know, they put out the carpet, and then he'd walk onto the ice, and it would be just everybody booing the poor guy. Yeah, Paul. Could you make the case that Roger Goodell, in a weird way, has been very successful as the punching bag for all the owners in his role? Like, the owners may love him. Because if you look at it, Roger Goodell, almost exclusively him, takes the blame and the heat for the, the uh, concussion era. But they weathered the concussion era. They did that settlement. It's over. They can't sue again. It's like, it's like big tobacco on the backside of they're still selling cigarettes. The NFL is in better shape now than it's ever been after an era where players were, Junior Sale committed suicide. They weathered that. Players are uh, players are leaving early. All kinds of reasons. Ratings are fantastic this year. Yeah, but I would give credit to Jerry Jones for building and and increasing the value of the NFL. Not Roger Goodell. Yeah. Jerry Jones has been the better businessman, and he has grown the league far more than Roger Goodell has. And that's why, if you were going to put in Jerry Jones, I would put him in as a contributor because he contributed to the growth of the sport. I think he got in the way of his team's success or the possibility for success, and I give Jimmy Johnson a whole lot of credit for them winning Super Bowls, 
I mean, they had so much talent that Barry Switzer came in and won a Super Bowl with that team. But then Jerry got in the way, the more involved he got. The more involved he got with the league, the better the league got as far as financial growth. So I would give credit to Jerry Jones before I would Roger Goodell if you're going to put Roger Goodell into the Hall of Fame. Yes, McClellan. Well, Jerry got in in 17. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Goodell will not get in. I don't think. He is the, he's way more polarizing than Tagley Boo. I think. Well, I wouldn't have put in Jerry as an owner because he ran a great franchise. I, 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 would, have, I, I would put him in because he was a great businessman. Oh, absolutely. I'm saying I think a lot of writers have issues with Roger Goodell. I, I know they did with Tagliabue, too, but it's even worse with Goodell. I know, as a fact, there are some people who stand on the table and say he can't get in. I don't know why exactly, but okay. don't you think, like, Goodell gets more arrows than any commissioner ever. But he's paid to take those arrows. That, that's really his role. He is a, a human shield. He, he's there to take the slings and arrows, and, and he's done that. But he gets paid $40 million a year to do that. And I think we'd all step in front of those arrows. I wonder if it'll cost him come Hall of Fame time, though. All those arrows over the years. I don't, I don't know what his ego is that he, he thinks he's a Hall of Famer or he would say that privately that he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I don't know if that's a goal to be in the Hall of Fame. How much longer does he do this? I'm curious about that. That's a great question. Do you have any idea? Um, I'd rather not say. You know, I have a I, I have some information, but I, I I don't think it's fair to him to talk about any of that uh, as much as I wonder who would be succeeding him at some point over the next five years or however long. Yeah, McClellan. What happened two years ago? By the way, we were talking about the demise of the NFL. Mark Cuban was saying pigs that the whatever happened to that. I feel like it, all the negative stuff with the NFL just disappeared. And now the NBA is the one who's got ratings problems. Yeah, I just wonder, once gambling comes in, like everything that, you know, the NFL, and now if you add gambling to it, and it's legalized gambling everywhere, or it's at the stadium, it's on your phone, I mean, who knows what those ratings are going to be after that. What about the other sports? Like, baseball seems to be having trouble. Basketball, now this year, is having trouble. It's just the NFL dwarfs anything, everything. If you, if you remove the NFL from this, could you look at baseball and say, you know what? It's still a healthy sport. It's thriving. It's We compare it to the NFL, and there's no fair comparison. Yeah, Paul. Also, the past two years, the Thursday Night Football is killing the NFL thing. It's slowly gone away. We've had a run, especially this year, of pretty quality games. Not always the best matchups, but the games have been tighter. But Fox spent a lot of money for Thursday night, put their number one broadcast team right. on it. And that's why they got rewarded. Therefore, you get better games. You're absolutely right. They made it feel bigger and better, and the games have been better a little bit. And, and if Tony Romo goes to Monday Night Football, I'm going to guess Monday Night Football might get some better games. Just just guessing here, but I, I'm going to uh, – probably they were going to want to do that if Tony uh, decides to do that. All right, uh, update the poll results there, McLovin. Okay, if you were Joe Burrow, would you ask the Bengals not to draft you? About 60% say yes, they would ask the Bengals that. We have some other poll okay. options, including one that's a little out there from Paulie, but very interesting. Okay, I'm, I'm all ears. Okay, Fritzy sent around an article today that the Tennessee Titans haven't tried a field goal since week 15, either by happenstance or they're trying to go for it more on fourth down. It seems like a combo of the two. Yeah. My poll question is this. Which would be more entertaining as an NFL fan? No more field goal kicking. None. You either punt it or go for it on offense. Those are your only two options. You punt it or go for it on fourth down. Or the current system. The current system where you go for field goals, punts, go for it. Or there's no more field goal kicking the NFL going forward. 
So teams have the option to either go for it or punt. Yeah, but doesn't that seem obvious? Yeah, I hope so. Get rid of the field goals. Okay. Yes, McLaughlin. You take away so much strategy then. No, the strategy is am I going for it or am I punting? Right. No, I know, but I'm saying, like, when you put the field goal in there, then there's another choice, and there's a lot of, like, things we can question about what the coach does and that kind of thing. Yeah. Take strategy out of the game. You take kickers off the field and you put quarterbacks back on the field. I want to see Drew Brees decide the game, not his kicker. Uh, Justin Tucker's entertaining, but I'd be much more interested in seeing Lamar Jackson on 4th and 10 at the 45-yard line late in the game than Justin Tucker, Tucker bombing one in. But also, I wouldn't have extra points. Now, they moved him back. And they became entertaining because now the degree of difficulty. But I would have it at the one and a half, and, and then you you go for two. You have to go for two. But they don't want more plays with contact. It's like they don't want – you know, their kickoff has pretty much been eliminated. They're, they're trying to take those out. So you're not going to see that two-point conversion anytime soon. Yes, Eden. But if you took the field goal out of the game, don't you lose a lot of the drama in the game? Like we'll take that scenario where you can have Lamar Jackson on the 45, say – uh, and it's fourth down, and there's a second left, and he's trying to throw a Hail Mary, or you can have Justin Tucker in that same situation tie the game or win the game. One of those is way more dramatic than you know a play that's going to fail. How about you can only kick a field goal in the final two minutes of the game? How about that? Saucy. Yeah, okay. Saucy. See, we can modify that. We're workshopping. Workshopping. Yeah. Yes, Todd. No, but I agree with McLovin. It affects throughout the course of the game and the analytics and whether you're going to go for two mm. in certain points of the game and you're trying to figure out the math later on and how, you know, if you can get in field goal range and still, you know, be able to tie it or take the lead. And and as Seaton said, I love the drama of a last-second field goal. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that opportunity. You can kick a field goal in the final minute. How's that? Yeah, Seaton. I like taking um, already the most ridiculously complicated game Ridiculous. in the world and making it even more complicated. But they do that every year, <laughs> they, right? They do that every year where they go, we'll just add more language to is it a catch or not. <laughs> so you don't – I always say subtract the language, they add the language. Yes, McLevin. Well, I if everyone says like rugby is simpler, I watch rugby and I have no idea what the heck they're doing. Like they seem to run with the ball in random directions for about forty straight minutes. I feel if you take a field goal out of NFL, you have rugby. But don't you feel like that's exactly what everyone else in the world watching football is doing? What the hell are these guys doing right yes. now? The game yes. makes no sense. I watched with a rugby fan a couple of years ago. He wanted to watch the Rose Bowl. He had grown up in England and he was dying to watch the Rose Bowl for some reason. I think it was Michigan State and Stanford. And he just said, I, I, I don't understand your sport at all, but I want to watch the Rose Bowl. So I sat there with him, having some beers, and he asked me questions, the most random questions that you would never even think to ask. And he, he just he couldn't comprehend it. He just said, I, I can't wrap my head around it, and I, I don't know why. And I said, but I don't understand rugby. He goes, how can you not understand rugby? It's really, it is simple. But if you grow up on the sport, then those rules don't seem no, I mean, there are some rules that seem crazy in the NFL. Uh, but with rugby, feels like it's pretty much right in front of you there. Yes, Paul. I know a young guy I've known for a while who works at the BBC, and I, he, he watched his first NFL game in entirety. This is a long time ago. He goes, do they have to have a meeting after every play? Because they can't just stay at the line of scrimmage and, and run the next play. They have to have a, an entire meeting. 
and then go back and have another play, and then another meeting. You know, the huddle he's talking about. He goes, you have to have a meeting like 60 times a game? You can't just stay at the line of scrimmage and run the next play? Yes, McClellan. How do you score in rugby? I've never figured that out. I don't like just randomly they start kicking the ball from weird spots on well, the you, field. Well, you get over the, the goal line. That's, I don't think that's really the only way to do it. Well, no, you can kick your your whatever, your, your try or your, you know, whatever it is, your thingy. Okay, rugby or cricket? I, I don't even try to understand cricket. My cricket lasts for days. And, you know, I, I've i watched that before, and I go, no, this isn't a year that I'm going to invest in cricket. One of these years I will, but not, not this year. Yeah, McClellan. Yeah, I'm reading how you score. They have the equivalent of field goals in rugby. Yeah. There's something where you can kick out of kick. You can't get rid of field goals, but I'll put the I poll know. up to see what, uh, what people say. I would just put it out there because it, you just – it, it would be more exciting. I think I think too many games come down to the field goal kicker. I like when you go for it. But you guys are the ones who lobby to move the extra point back. Yes, though. because it was... It, so that emphasizes is kicking more. Well, because we had to make it tougher. Because there was the tune-out. How many times did you do this? Team scores a touchdown, and then you go get a beer, go get something to eat, use the restroom, because you know that the, the extra point... That's, you know, that's all right. That's obvious. It's 98% of the time. Now you have to stay and watch the extra point. Maybe you make them kick with their opposite foot or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yes, Paul. We did have a rule years ago. Whoever scores the touchdown for your team kicks the extra point. Yeah, I like that one. That's gold. Yeah, I like that one. The only thing I know about rugby is don't fight guys who play rugby. On the list of people you don't want to get in a bar fight Okay, with, rugby or wrestler? It's probably a tie, but wrestlers are generally nicer people. I'm talking old school wrestling, not MMA, like high school and college wrestling. They're generally nice people. Rugby guys, they don't get hurt really easy. I've seen people get beat up by rugby. Yeah, and this still goes back to the rugby player who stole my girlfriend in college. You're lucky he didn't punch you out. Yeah, he, he could have done that. And the fact that I met his son when we were in Los Angeles, and he rubbed it in. And he came up to us, and he called his dad while I was there and and basically challenged my manhood or something. And uh, I was like, is this really happening here? You stole my girlfriend. Did he steal or did she allow him to steal? See, I, these are things that I, I – I'm okay, though. Yes, McClellan. Someone just tweeted us, the XFL has a system. You can go for one point from the yeah. two-yard line, two from the five, or three from the ten. That's yeah. kind of saucy. Yeah. A little gimmicky, but saucy. I know, I know, I know. All right, let me take a break. Uh, Sean O'Hara, one of our favorites, former Giants offensive lineman and won a couple of Super Bowls. He works for the NFL Network. We will uh, preview the conference title games. Who has the better chance of winning? What's he think of getting rid of field goals? And you have to go for it on fourth down. So we'll talk to Sean. Your phone calls are coming up as well. It's 22 after the hour right here on the Dan Patrick Show. It's the greatest time of the year in sports. NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. What else can a sports fan ask for? All the action you want is every day at one place and one place only. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all this incredible action at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Never know how. 
right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 331 Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com is a family uh, business founded by automotive engineers in 1999. They had two goals in mind. They just wanted to give you direct access to the parts information in those computers and catalogs behind the parts store counter. And second, they want to make them affordable. They take out the middleman. So it's right to you. Rockauto.com. Choose the part brands, prices, features you want anytime, 24-7. Rockauto.com. It has parts you've probably been told dealer only are no longer available. Parts delivered right to you. If it's your home or your office, you don't waste time and money. You're phoning, driving, waiting in lines. And make sure you tell them we sent you. They have a how-did-you-hear-about-us box, and uh, it's all the parts your car or truck will ever need at rockauto.com. He's uh, the popular Sean O'Hara, NFL Network analyst and former Giants offensive lineman who joins us on the program. You can follow NFL Network. Um, they have Good Morning Football, and that'll be uh, a game day morning, I should say. Air Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern on NFL Network with the popular host, Rich Eisen. And Sean joins us now. Good morning, Sean. How's morale? Top of the morning to you, Danny. So Doing great, man. I mean, it's just not the best time of the year for football, and we got golfers talking trash. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Look, when people say six-pack, it's funny. Some people think abs. I think beer. Uh, well, we were talking about Brooks Kepka was called out by Bryson DeChambeau saying, and they went back and forth about slow play. Kepka has no patience for somebody who is slow, and DeChambeau is a workout guy, and then he calls out Brooks Kepka and says, hey, I don't even think he has a six-pack. Kepka then sends four trophies from his majors. He said, you're right, I don't have a six-pack. I'm too shy of a six-pack, and he shows these four majors that he's got. That's an unbelievable burn. That's unbelievable. That's awesome. And Brooks got some pipes too. You know, I mean, oh, forget about the abs. You know, I mean, he's he's rocking some medium shirts with some, and, and they look like the Ultimate Warrior at the sleeve. We were talking about field goals here. What if I said you could get rid of a field goal? You could only have a field goal in the final sixty seconds of the game, or get rid of it altogether. But you have to go for it uh, on fourth down or punt it. So you get rid of the field goal during the majority of the game, and you can only use the field goal within the last, what do you say, minute? 60 seconds. Okay. Last minute of the game. Or you have to go for it or punt. That, that's your only two options during the game. Uh, um, sure. Yeah, let's give it a whirl. <laughs> let's, see, let's see what happens. I mean, I tell you what, we're already mad enough at kickers if they miss the kick, but now you're going to ask a guy, a kicker, to not kick a field goal for 59 minutes 
no PATs, you're saying? No. Nope. No field goals, nothing. And then all of a sudden he's got to go and kick one, a game winner, yeah. like dry ice, basically. Yeah. That, that's his first <laughs> kick of the game. I doubt kickers would be very thrilled with that. Ask Pat McAfee how he feels. What if it was a player's vote? Um, get rid of field goals. Vote? Just get rid of field goals completely. Um, I'm all for it. You know, look, I love my, I love me my kickers. Uh, listen, I, I, I was a long snapper, so I was a part of the battery. High school, college, I was the backup long snapper throughout my NFL career with the Browns and the Giants. So I do love my, love some kickers. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be opposed to just saying, look, we're, you either score a touchdown, and you go for two, or you know, or you either get it or you don't. Like let's. You know, let's go back to Rutgers versus Princeton, you know. But let's let's bring it back to the glory days. 150 years ago. Uh, your thoughts when you heard that Luke Keekley had retired? Man, I mean, the guy's alive and hopefully he's well, but it sure felt like 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 that was it. You know, I, I people told me when I was playing that NFL players, football players die twice, you know, and and it, man, it felt I was sad, you know. I was sad that we wouldn't get to watch him anymore. I, I was really, my my heart ached for him when I saw the video because I know, you know, any NFL player that's ever had to utter those words, I'm going to retire from football. I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to do it. It's hard to watch somebody else do it. So, um, look, I, I don't really even know Luke Kickley personally, but I fe- I feel like I do. Uh, just from you know watching him in the NFL, and that that was painful. It, it hurt. It was also, at the same time, a, a really brutal reminder of how violent the game is, um, and how you know how hard it can be physically when you're taking those beatings. And listen, nobody takes a bigger beating than running backs and middle linebackers. Well, your your really job your job calls for a collision on every play. As, as you know, you being an offensive lineman. Your collisions are tighter. You're still having a collision. You know, the linebacker is, he's looking for contact. Not not the other, you know, not a lot of other positions are going, boy, I'm looking for a, a car crash here. And I did talk to a, a, a Hall of Fame defensive player yesterday who said in the last year and a half, Luke Keekley was not bringing the contact that he once did, that he was trying to play differently, and that's when it's time to retire because – you know that that's just not who you are, and I think that Luke Keekley realized that. That you know what, I don't need to have a collision on every play, but that's the position I'm playing in. So I, I yeah, wasn't I watched surprised. A couple, I watched a couple of plays this morning, actually, just kind of you know from this season, and I think it, it seemed like there were times where he would come up, and early on in his career, he made that tackle and didn't even think twice about it. And there were times this season, just from watching a couple of plays, that it seemed like he was hesitant to come up and, and run through the tackle like he had been before. And if, if that's showing up on film, imagine what's going on in his mind at that yeah. moment coming up to make the tackle. Do I turn my head to the right? Do I turn to the left? I don't want to, you know, I'm, he, he was trying to say, protect himself from the concussions, and it was clearly affecting his play. So, um, you know, the one thing we know about those, and, and you actually used the proper word because people say football is a contact sport. It's not a contact sport. Basketball is a contact sport. Football is a collision sport, and the collisions, what we know now, which we didn't know 10, 15 years ago, collisions are cumulative, and those impacts, they add up, and it's not just one hit that creates the damage. It's the cumulative effect. But how do you know you're okay, Sean? 
Um, I don't. You know, I mean, if you ask my wife, she'd probably say I'm not. But do you care uh, to know? If I said you could find out, because I know that you can't, I don't know if they can test for CTE yet while somebody's still alive, but, you know, how concerned are you about, you know, the aftershocks? You know, I'll say this. You, you, there's much more concern on the other end. You know, once you've retired and you, and you start to take assessment of, you know, what you've just put your body through, um, you know, you start just kind of thinking about long-term. And, you know, look, I'll say this. There, there aren't many 27-, 28-year-olds in any in, in any workforce that are thinking about, boy, how am I going to feel when I'm 40? You know, I mean, at 27, 28, people are, are, are grinding away, you know, trying to make a career for in, in some way, shape, or form. So you're not thinking about that long term. But it's it's definitely a thought. And, and when you retire from football, you start thinking about, man, you know, all of a sudden my back is really bothering me. And it's like, you know what, okay, all those years of, of you know, doing this or that has a cumulative effect. I think the brain aspect of it, we have all changed the way that we think of it. Now something you may just say, well, you know, yeah, I forgot my keys. Or you know, hear guys talking about, look, I've, you know, I've got some anxiety issues or I'm having mood swings. It used to just be, well, you know, you're just, you know, you're just getting crotchety and, you're, you know, you're just a dad with three kids. Um, but now, it's, you know, you kind of start thinking, all right, is this more? And I think as a player, I, I think sending guys to the doctor to find out what's going on upstairs, it, it, that's tough. That's a tough conversation. But I do think that now with medicine and, and there are ways that you can try to, you know, help the brain heal. If you are suffering from CTE or if you're showing early signs of this stuff, there are things you can take. There are supplements. There there are, are procedures and things that you can do to kind of help regenerate some of that tissue. So I, I would definitely be an advocate for trying to find out how we can help that out um, and try to find some improvement there. He's Sean O'Hara, NFL Network analyst, and uh, won a Super Bowl with the Giants. Uh, you were there when Eli got to the Giants after saying that he did not want to play for the Chargers. We were wondering, if you're Joe Burrow, would you say, and you got one shot at this, would you say to the Bengals, I don't want you to draft me? Oh, that's a great question. I think Carson Palmer would would have some really good insight on that. Um, <laughs> I mean, they, they forced him into retirement, and then he came back to play for the Raiders, so that tells you all you need to know. Um yeah, I mean, look, I Eli took a lot of heat, and I'll say this: if he didn't have an older brother named Peyton Manning, and he didn't have a, a dad in Archie who had been in the league for a long time, I don't know that he would have had that flex. Um, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how how Burroughs handles that. But um, you know, look, I, I think you look at the Bengals, and and the one thing that I would have a conversation with is let me talk to the coach. Let's find out where we're headed because. That could be a determining factor in it, in that that, that whole move. Why um, didn't they go after the quarterbacks coach at LSU, Joe Brady, who's now the offensive coordinator at Carolina? If you're if if you're all in, make it a package deal and say to Joe Burrow, "This is we want to make sure that you're comfortable when you get here and the transition's easier." Money. Well, they are cheap, I know. But I mean, that's it. When you ask a question about the Cincinnati Bengals. 99 times out of 100. But that's another reason not to go there, Sean. It is. And, you know, but I will say this, you know, the, you're the number one pick. That, that contract is going to get done. You know, you're going to get paid. Um, you know, it's it's the next contract. What are you doing after that? But 
Um, you know, that that's, you know, pretty much slotted nowadays. You know, rookies, what they make, you know, whether you're the first pick or the fifth pick or the tenth pick, you're, you're in a, you're in a, you've got some guidelines as far as where you're going to be. So they don't really have a say in that. But I would say, you know, there's something to be said for, for that organization and just, you know, look, do I want to, do I want to spend my career there? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and if he's got a chance to, to try to make a move and somebody's willing to make a trade up for him, um, by all means, go for it. Uh, the team that has the best chance of pulling off the surprise on the road is Tennessee or Green Bay? Uh, Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I, I spent a little time this morning, Dan, watching that, that game from earlier this year. It was uh, week 12. And, you know, at, when you kind of think about that game, everybody says, man, they got run out of there and, you know, the 49ers just destroyed them. You know, I, I saw some different things this morning when I watched that game. I, I saw three drops in their first three possessions. I saw um, Aaron Rodgers on the very first third down look like he had never seen a, a simple nickel Sam blitz before, and he panicked, and, and he ends up fumbling the ball. They basically spotted the 49ers seven points after their first drive. They're down 10 nothing, and I think the wheels fell off early on them, and they could never get back on the bike. Um, I absolutely expect to see a different Packers team going out there this Sunday, and I expect it to be a different game. This one's going to come down to the end. Um, it's not going to be a blowout. I know the 49ers defense is pretty darn good. This Packers defense, their their front rush might be better. Um, Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith have been unblockable at times. So, but you uh, think it, it's better than the Niners' pass rush? I, I think their 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 pass rushers can be better. I think Zadarius Smith he might he's the most disruptive player in the league right now. He's more disruptive than than Bosa. Um, you know, I think when. You, if you look at the 49ers across the board, they're probably more talented. Um, but I think when you look at the way the Green Bay Packers are playing up front right now, it's you know you could make an argument that they're playing better than the 49ers. The one thing that I will say about this 49ers front, they had six sacks against the Vikings. All six of those sacks came on a four-man rush. I know. If you can do that, yep. oh, forget about it. The boys back there, look, Richard Sherman's bat- patting himself on the back. Guess what, Sherm? You're a great player. But if those guys aren't doing what they're doing up front, you look you don't look as good. So uh, if they can if they can get pre- pressure with those front four and not have to blitz, it will be a long day for Green Bay. I'll leave you with this: Derrick Henry, when he runs, when he builds up that head of steam, there are players who don't want to tackle him, and and it's kind of creative in how they go about trying not to tackle. You just don't want to feel that. The Giants had Brandon Jacobs, who was probably similar size to uh, Derrick Henry. What is that like, though, to have a, a physical presence like that where you feel like defensive players are going to go, oh, God, is this going to hurt when I tackle him? Yeah, I love that you brought up uh, Brandon because he's the first guy I think about whenever I, I watch Derrick Henry. And it's funny because every week everybody wanted to try Brandon Jacobs. Oh, yeah, come on, big boy, bring it. I'm coming. You know, the first quarter they're chatting. All of a sudden, the third quarter, you don't hear the chatter from the other <laughs> side of the ball anymore. People are diving out of the way. They're trying to find a way. Oh, man, I missed my gap. All of a sudden, man, the safeties don't want to insert in the in the second half. I wonder why that is. Um, you see it week in and week out with Derrick Henry. Every single week people say, well, we've got to stop Derrick Henry. What are we going to do? Well, Dan, how many times have you said load the box or heard load the box? Bring eight guys in the box. Guess what? Derrick Henry's faced more eight-man boxes this season than any running back in the game, and he's still getting it done. So uh, he's wearing them out, and, and people don't want to come up and hit the guy. Um, you know, Brandon Jacobs, we used to tell him all the time, look, be patient in the first and second quarter. Everybody's going to kind of – they're going to come try to take your legs out. He used to wear these big oversized thigh pads like Earl Campbell. 
because he knew guys are going to try to take him out low because they, they're not going up high. They don't want to go upstairs and get, and get embarrassed. Uh, but by the third and fourth quarter, those dogs weren't barking at all. <laughs> the one story that comes to mind is in 2008, we were kicking ass and taking names. And we, we started out 11-1. That was the most fun year I've ever had of playing football. Um, and Brandon Jacobs was a huge part of it, him, Bradshaw, and Derek Ward. We called them earth, wind, and fire. But I'll never forget, we had rushed for 200 yards, I think, maybe two weeks in a row. And our next opponent was the Baltimore Ravens. And Ray Lewis came out on a Wednesday and said, well, they're not going to rush for 200 on us. Well, I'll be damned if we didn't bust that, you know what. (laughs) And the first play of the game, Brandon Jacobs cut back, ran for 56 yards on the very first play of the game. And I've never talked so much trash in my life as an old lineman <laughs> as that game. But because people were talking about how we're going to stop him and slow him down, we were so motivated. And uh, we wore we wore everybody out that day. Jared Johnson, Ray Ray, all of them. They didn't want any part of Brandon Jacobs. Sean, great to talk to you. Have a good weekend. And uh, we appreciate your time as always. All right. Appreciate it, boys. I'm going to work on my six-pack. It's uh, Sean O'Hara. Uh, NFL Network analyst and uh, NFL game day morning. That'll be Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern on NFL Network. We're back with your phone calls after this. Okay, so we all know how a VPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But I didn't know this until recently, and it's taken my TV watching game to the next level. You can use a VPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Over the weekend, I used ExpressVPN to binge Doctor Who on Netflix. It was so simple. I just fired up the ExpressVPN app, changed my location in the U.K., refreshed Netflix, and that's it. See, ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. Just think about all the Netflix libraries you could go to. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there. But the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch those is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on the go or on the big screen, wherever you are. If you visit our special link right now, expressvpn.com slash Patrick, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash Patrick. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Napa know-how. Now at Napa, get a free Chase Elliott racing hat with any $25 purchase. Set of brakes? That'll cover it. New battery? Hat-worthy. Replacing an air filter? Then adding on wiper blades and headlamps just to break $25? Chase approved. So get what you need and a free Chase Elliott hat. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 331.20. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. 
Uh, Jacob in Appleton, Wisconsin, sends an email. Longtime listener, first-time emailer. Had the pleasure of attending a sports banquet last night where Bob Costas was the special guest. It was an absolute pleasure to hear him speak, by the way. Anyways, the MC for the night brought up the rivalry between yourself and Bob for the sports Emmys. I don't think it's a rivalry, but Bob stated that since he has stopped hosting the Olympics and no longer on Football Night in America, you no longer have an excuse for not winning. Care for rebuttal. Yeah, Paul. Uh, Mr. Costa should know you gave up the Olympics and Football Night in America to even the playing field. Now you're just mano a mano again. Yeah, I don't. No, Bob has followed my career, but I gave up football night in America Brutally. and the Olympics. Uh, but no, there's no, there's certainly no rivalry. It this would be. Uh, I'm trying to think of the rivalry. Uh, Ohio State Michigan football. <laughs> I'm Michigan football. Yeah. Aren't you more the Red Sox because you won a couple? Yeah, when the Red Sox have won a couple. The Yankees have won twenty five, twenty six. I yeah. think it's more Red Sox Yankees. It could be. Yeah, that might be apt. But those things are overrated. It's just nice being nominated. It's nice It's nice being nominated, but, man, does it sucks when you don't hear your name. Whenever somebody says, oh, it's just nice to be nominated, it is. But then when you get nominated, it'd be even nicer if you won. And we thought we were, what year did we think, last year or the year before, where we thought, okay, this is the year. Or maybe you guys didn't There's feel like been two. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um I thought we had a good job both years. Yeah. Like, I would rather be nominated and lose than not be nominated at all. Who did we lose to last year? We lost to MLB Tonight. PTI, right? Yeah, pardon the interruption. Okay. Damn that. It's all right. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Half an hour. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Why don't you try to do it for three hours? <laughs> yeah. Do six of those yeah. every day. <laughs> That's not going to help us. That's not going to help our case. Well, I think the voting's probably already in. No, no. Actually, we have to turn in our oh. submission uh, oh. in two weeks. I, I'm actually in. Oh, you're, are you doing this? I am. We are all part of it. All the group of us, the Danettes, okay. are weighing in on this. But we have a group of great guys and women in L.A. that edit, choose, and decide what to put in there. And okay. we're discussing it as we speak. All right. But we're, there's two submissions, Dan. There's you for studio host yeah. and us for daily studio show. Those are the two categories mm. we're eligible for. Okay. Dan in Chicago joins us. Hi, Dan. What do you have for me today? Hey, DP. How you doing? Good, sir. What do you have? Uh, so we were talking a little bit earlier about some of the, the XFL rules, and there's been all this talk about Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence, I think, has the the whole eligibility issue with, with three years. And I, I was just thinking – you know, if you're Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence, is there any appeal in just going to the XFL for a year? If you're Trevor Lawrence, you get to compete against a little bit of a higher level, make a little bit of money. Or, um, you know, if you're Joe, do you just get to say, hey, I played in the XFL for a year, then, then be a free agent? Is there any appeal there? Well, I wouldn't leave Clemson for the XFL. I mean, Trevor Lawrence probably has it pretty good. You only have one or two real challenging games, it feels like, each year. And that means you're probably playing for a national championship. I'm going to guess that Trevor Trevor Lawrence needs another year. You just take out the uh, the insurance there. Take out the life insurance or injury policy and, you know, go out and have fun. Be your final year. But Joe Burrow, 
you know, your agent has to get it out there that if it were the case that you didn't want to play for Cincinnati, then you get it out there and say, I, I don't want to be drafted by Cincinnati. Yeah, Fritzy. If for some reason he was to struggle in the XFL, isn't the mystery of how great he's going to be in the NFL a lot better to keep that a big mystery and just say, this is what I did in college and the NFL, come on? No, you're, you're not going to the XFL. No. I mean, you have PFT uh, from Barstool who was trying out as a kicker. I mean, you don't want to go to the That's a big acquisition for the league. It could be. Chad Ochocinco is trying out as a kicker. I, I No, you're not going to the x hmm. Final hour coming up. Dan Patrick Show. What's happening, everybody? This is the official Lakers podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Larsoul. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's get it. I think the Lakers will be a top 10 defense. Okay, you're calling your shot again. A team that has two stars or two superstars in this case, as LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP. I really like the way that this team just feels to be around. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, it's a it's a very clear message. It's two stars and LeBron and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board. The relationship that is developing between those two, off the court and on the court, their cohesiveness on the court. I think in this case, this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. Now at Napa, get a free Chase Elliott racing hat with any $25 purchase. Set of brakes? That'll cover it. New battery? Hat-worthy. Replacing an air filter? Then adding on wiper blades and headlamps just to break $25? Chase approved. So get what you need and a free Chase Elliott hat. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 331 Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.